0: You're listening to an audio sermon from Hope Bible Church in Oakville, Ontario. For more information, please visit our website at hopeoakville.ca. Well, church, as I mentioned, we are continuing our series today. And over the last few weeks, we have been learning theology of the church. And then in the last two weeks, we've been moving into something practical in our lives as we think about how do uh, followers of Jesus interact with one another? What does it look like for day to day and week to week and ministry year to ministry year as followers of Jesus? Now, before we go into today's passage and and topic of what is my role in the church, I want to ask you a question. How many of you remember where you were or what you were doing September, 2016. September, 2016. Maybe you're thinking, what well, did he mean September, 2011? No, September, 2016. I searched this week for things that were going on in our world in September, 2016. None of them were really newsworthy of reporting, but I'll tell you one thing that was uh, should have been newsworthy of reporting is right here in this place, in September of 2016, We were launching our I Am a Christ Follower series, and we were unpacking together, answering the question, what is the role of you and I in the church with the 5G life? How many of you were here for that series? Put your hand up if you were here. Ah, nice, glad you were here, but the reality is there's so many people over the last five and a half years who have maybe found their way by God's leading to this place, this local church, and maybe you're even here today thinking, I'm in the process of trying to figure out is this the church I want to commit to, and you're asking questions like, what is my role in this place? What is expected of me in this church, Hope Bible Church in Oakville? And in fact, that was the goal of the series when we launched it in September 2016, to answer the question, what does a Christ follower do? What does it look like for you and I to live out our lives as Christ followers? And so if you're here today, whether it's new for you or it's something that you remember a little over five years ago, that 5G train is stopping back at the 5G station, and we're going to look around and say, what does it look like for you and I to be members of a local church, and what is our role together? And the answer is, it's the 5G life. It's our model of discipleship here in our church. And so that's where we are going to look at today. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus gives this call to his disciples as he's beginning to gather some of them. And he's traveling around and he says, I want you to come and follow me. And in verse 19, he says, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And some of his disciples then were confused. They thought, well, what does it mean to be a fisher of men? I'm a fisherman. That was their occupation. They they fished as a trade and here Jesus was calling them to come and, and fish for people and Later in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 28, Jesus answers what that looks like. And he was about to ascend after his resurrection, and and Jesus said, When I leave you, I need you to remember that this is your purpose as followers of me. I need you to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And then he says, And surely I am with you the very end of the age. And so we get a bit of a picture of what it means to go and make disciples. But, but here in this place, we ask the question, what does that mean? When, when people put their faith in Jesus and surrender their lives saying, God, we follow you because of how beautiful and awesome you are because of your salvation in, your, in my life, we ask the question, well, what does that look like? And when we launched the series, we said, here, this might be helpful. And we're going to see some slides today that might be familiar to you. One of, one of these is an example of that. And I want to just give a disclaimer that for those of you who maybe are newer to Hope Bible Church and maybe haven't heard this before, I would encourage you maybe this week to go to our website. You can find all the past sermons that we looked at in the 5G life Um, We had a sermon for each of these, and so as you can see, today we're going to do a flyover on all of the 5G life. But if you're thinking, I want to know more, I encourage you to go to our website. The other thing I want to let you know about is there's uh, some things throughout the content today that maybe will be helpful for you in stirring within you a desire to want to pursue some of this in your life, to be living this out or fulfilling your role as part of Hope Bible Church. And we have tables in the lobby, and I'll mention a number of different things today that might be helpful for you. Just at the end of the service, you can go there, stop by, grab some resources, ask some questions, get connected, and that will be helpful. So at Hope Bible Church, uh, in September 2016, we launched this series and saying, this, in clarity, is what it looks like to be part of our church. Our goal for you and for me is to be Christ followers. And we asked in that series, and said, well, what does a Christ follower look like? And so the theology of that series, we said, was, well, a Christ follower abides in Christ, they connect with the body, the church, and they share the good news of Jesus. If you're taking notes, that will be our three points today. And then we asked the question, well, practically, what does that look like? And we said, well, every relationship is built on time, and time we spend with friends or family, and most importantly, time we spend with God and his people, And so we said, practically, abiding looks like God time, connecting looks like gathering group time, and sharing looks like give time and go time. And that's the 5G life. It wasn't our attempt to create something that's super creative or really pithy. We talked to friends and other churches and, and put this together in something that was helpful and it was clear and it was common language and goals that we had together. And so that was the 5G life when we began that series, And we've been unpacking that over the last number of years. We've been answering the question, if you want to get connected to Hope Bible Church, maybe you've been to step one or step two, we we are helping unpack, this is what it looks like. It looks like following Jesus. And following Jesus means abiding, connecting, and sharing. And practically, we do those things by spending G time in our lives. God time, gather time, group time, give time, go time. You know, some of the application of the series we talked about, well, what exactly then are are we being asked to believe? And so here at our church, we said, well, abiding means that just like relationship in our lives, it's impossible to follow Christ without abiding in him. We're going to see that in just a second in John 15. And connecting means then in terms of what we believe, God has designed his church as a body. In order to follow Christ, I must be engaged in his family. In the series as well, we said, here's also what we believe about sharing. A true follower of Christ cannot hoard their faith. They are compelled to share it and multiply it in others. And in summary of this, we said, these are all based on relationships. Relationship with God, the church, and the world. It's impossible apart from relationship. And so we said, well, that's what we believe. And then practically, next slide, here's what we strive to do together. Here's how we help hold each other accountable to this role and this purpose in our lives here in this church. Every quality relationship requires time. There's no growing relationship apart of time spent together. So God time means it's an intentional pursuit of God daily. Gather time then means it's a love for God's family in gathered worship weekly. Group time is a commitment to consistent growth and accountability within a community of believers. Give time is a resolve to steward the gifts God's entrusted to me. And go time is time spent annually seeing the gospel spread locally and globally. Again, if this is a lot to you, This is meant to be a quick overview. Spend time in this. Hopefully you see this wording often here at Hope. But one of the things that we want to show you too is we summarized it in this logo. And maybe you've seen that before. Maybe you've seen it on our website. In fact, this weekend too, we have these cards that are printed out of this right here, the 5G life. And maybe you're thinking, I I want to take one of those cards, put it in my Bible, Bible. So it's a reminder for me of what it means to be part of my church. It means that the goal is that we are Christ followers here in this place. That's the ultimate goal that we have for each other in this lives. Are you following Jesus Christ? And what that means then is we bide, connect, and share. And how we spend our time together is God time, gather, group, give, and go time. And that's what we're going to unpack today as we continue our series together. So let's begin with point number one. As I mentioned, What is our role together, you and me, collectively as the body of Christ at Hope Bible Church? What is my role? Number one, it's to abide in Christ. That's the most important thing that we can encourage and exhort you to, to abide in Jesus Christ, and we call that God time. In John 15, uh, if you want to turn there, I want to read a number of verses here to kind of get us started, because in many ways, church, God time is the most important time. In fact, when we launched this series, one of the things that we heard in that sermon was, "There's no time like God time," and that was from Psalm 84. But in John chapter 15, Jesus is describing himself in one of the I am statements that he makes in John's gospel. John records these for a purpose of showing who Jesus was and things he said. And beginning in verse one of John chapter 15, this is what Jesus said: "I am the true vine." And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. And then Jesus says in verse four, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, Jesus says. You, we, the church, we are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. And then look at this at the end. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So the intentional pursuit of God time in our lives stems from the theology or the belief here in this church that we cannot have fruitful lives or purpose or hope apart from Jesus Christ. Jesus says it right here in these verses. If you don't abide in me, there will be no fruit in your life. And so we believe here at Hope Bible Church that God time means that we are intentionally spending time with our Lord and Savior through the reading of his word and and through prayer as we talk and commune with him and, and share the desires of our heart and confess our sins to him. And as we spend time asking for God to move in our lives and our family or workplaces and neighborhoods in this world, we spend time because we believe if we're not connected to the vine we are hopeless. God time is the best time. Yet often we forfeit this time. Maybe we think we can get through life without spending time regularly in God's word or maybe in prayer. <clears throat> and then things happen in our lives and we wonder maybe why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? Why, do was, why is my life filled with so much hopelessness or lack of purpose? And, and as the, the hymn says, what a friend we have in Jesus. But looks at these words. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. What's the reason? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I know there's been times in my life when that's been true. Why are you not going to the Lord about this, Greg? Are you abiding in Christ? You are forfeiting peace in your lives. It's a beautiful hymn to sing, but the reality is sometimes in our lives, spending time with God feels like a duty. It's hard. This time of year, it's darker in the morning, and so maybe you want to set aside time to get up and spend time with the Lord, and it's dark outside, and you think, wow, this feels so lonely. This feels like a grind in my life. I felt that. I'm sure you felt that before. A number of years ago, I asked a dad in our church, I said, what does your God time look like for you? And he said, well, every day I get up at 4 o'clock. I said, wow, that's really early. And he said, well, here's why. Because my kids are not great sleepers. And they're going to be up at 5.30, maybe even 5 o'clock. And I know if I don't spend intentional time with my God, I might not get any time throughout the day anymore. I said, wow, that's intentional God time. But he said, yeah, but I have to because I love doing it. And so how do you get to the point of loving spend time with God? I mentioned that sometimes it feels like a duty and, and sometimes it's been said, well, if you keep practicing this habit of spending time with God, eventually the duty becomes this discipline in your life, like you're training for something. And then to answer prayer, eventually God will give you the passion to do this and it will become a delight to you. And maybe you're in the place today thinking, I just need help in this. I've gotten off track. It hasn't been important for me. My my God time is waning in my life. As I mentioned, the tables after the service, there's some resources there that might be helpful for you. In fact, there's one here that we want to show you. It's called God Time 101. Basic guidelines for time spent with God. Maybe you're new to Christianity. You're new to the whole concept that, that abiding in Christ is essential in your life. And you don't know where to start, or maybe you're off track right now thinking, I just need someone to point me in the right direction. Maybe this will be helpful for you. You can get that at the table, and it talks about God's word and prayer and some spiritual disciplines. And one of the things that can be helpful is thinking about God time is, well, first of all, get a place. Find a place in your home that is conducive to God time. And in addition to getting a place, get a plan. Don't just sit down, open up the Bible randomly and say, here's what I'm reading today and a couple verses and you're done. Maybe you want a a reading plan through a book of the Bible or through the testament of the Bible or a chronological plan that takes you through the whole Bible. Maybe you want a plan that has partial readings and, and Psalms and Proverbs. There's all kinds of plans, but get a plan. Get a pen as well. Write down what God's teaching you. Underline, circle, highlight. Don't be afraid to mark up your Bible. It's a holy book, but it's also a book we interact with. God, show me and make it alive to me. Get a place, get a plan, get a pen, get a prayer. God, the time that I spent with you, would you make it fruitful? Answer my prayers, come alive to me. Show me your word, help me, help me grow. Get a passion. God, help me love this. Help me love your word. Help me love time spent with you. So maybe that would be helpful for you, but as we think about God time today, maybe some of us here again have been here, and we remember when we launched the series. It's good for us to do a checkup once in a while. And so the question I have for us today is, how is your God time? Are you intentionally pursuing time spent with God daily? Or is maybe your time spent with God just convenient time? I'll slide him in where it works whenever I have time. Because the reality is that sometimes in our lives we say we don't have time, but we do all have time. In particular, we have 525,600 minutes every single year. We have time. We choose to spend our time in what matters most to us. So God, help matter most to us and help us spend time with you. Point number one was abide in Christ. That's part of our role as part of the local church. But point number two is to connect with His body. And one of the ways that we say that here is well, that means we have gather time and group time. Let's start with gather time. Over the last number of weeks in our series, we've been learning about the church, and uh, we've we've looked at the Bible's use of the word church, ecclesia, in the New Testament. And 90 or so out of the 114 references to this word of church and what it means is the people gathered together. It's gathering together as followers of Jesus with fellowship together and also with mission and purpose. And that's what we began to look at last week. What's the vision of this church? What are we setting out to do together? If the mission is the end goal, then the vision is abiding in godliness and being a defender and a declarer, a pillar and a buttress of truth. That's what the vision is and how we strive to make disciples. But practically, we're learning this week, that's what it looks like. So gathering is important. It's a command by God in his word. It's not just time that we check off our box to make sure we have to go to church on the weekend. It's something we get to do as followers of Christ. It's a privilege that doesn't exist in many parts of this world. And so we gather together for what purposes? Let's look at the slide here. The purposes of gathering together. We looked at this a number of weeks ago when we began the series. The church has three purposes. One, ministry to God or worship. You know what that sounds like? Abiding in Christ. Second purpose, ministry to believers, nurture. We do that when we come together. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like connecting to the body. And thirdly, a purpose of the church is ministry to the world, evangelism and mercy. We want to make disciples. We want to make the name of Jesus known. And and that sounds like sharing. Abide, connecting, and sharing together. In fact, this is so important that if we were to flip this phrase, one of the things that we could say is that it's impossible to fulfill God's will for you in your life if you're not connected to his church. In fact, that's what Paul meant in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He was describing the, the body of Christ, the gathered church together, and he uses the illustration of different body parts. He said some of the body is hands and some is feet and some are eyes and some's a nose and, and different senses, smell and sight. And, and, and the body of Christ can't look at one another and say, I don't need you. I don't need to be connected to you. Paul says there's an expectation that you are connected to the body. You are a body member. And so in our lives, we believe that Christ followers are connected to the body. We need the body. It doesn't mean that we can just be a Christ follower and choose to not be connected to a local church. That's not a biblical practice of what it looks like for you and I. We connect to the body of Jesus Christ. We also don't look at each other and say, well, one part of the body is more important than the other because they all bring a contribution to the body's function. And that's why gathering together today in this way for you and I is essential because we feel the need to connect with other believers in the body of Christ. Last week I read this article done by the Pew Research Study Group. And they said one of the things that we're seeing in North America in churches is over the last number of years, church attendance is declining. And often we think it's declining because there are less and less believers. And that may be true, but one of the other things we're finding, the study said, was that less and less evangelical Christians are believing that gathering together is essential for following Jesus. And so when followers of Jesus think that they don't need to be connected to the body and they don't attend church and gather church attendance goes down. I thought that was an interesting way of looking at what that means in our world, but when we gather together, as I mentioned, it's 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 more than just sitting in a room. It's more than just singing songs or bumping into people as you leave or come to this place. It's more beautiful and reverent than that. Look at what we are green together when we come together. These are the implications of being one body together as a church. We are saying, I belong to the rest of the body. It's impossible to be in Christ and not belong to others. As I belong, I also have responsibility to others. I can't truly follow Christ and avoid his people. If God is my father, then his people are my family. I love that one. And lastly, church then is not a meeting I attend, but a body I belong to. How beautiful is that? That's what gather time means in our lives. That's why this past week I texted a couple from our church and said, Hey, I I love you guys, but I don't think I've seen you in a little while. You guys doing okay. In fact, what are your thoughts about coming back and gathering with the the church? And he texted me back. He said, You're just trying to fill seats this weekend because you're preaching. I said, No, I want to see you actually. And he said, Okay, well, that's fine because we're coming back to church. I said, That's great. I can't wait to see you guys. Because you're a part of the body, and the body gathers and connects to one another. So that's gather time. But then there's also group time as we connect to the body. And here at our church here, we believe that as Christ followers, part of our role is not just the corporate gathered setting where we worship and hear the word preached and remember the ordinances and and celebrate baptism. It's not just those things, but it's also doing life together outside the walls of this place. We get a picture of what that looks like in Acts chapter 2. There's in verses 42 to 47. The church is just beginning. The apostles are going and then there's Pentecost and people are gathered together and lives are getting changed and gives a description of what that looks like in Acts 2 and 42. It says people were gathering together. They were in community doing life together. They were sharing their needs with one another. They were helping each other out and encouraging one another about the apostles teaching and they would go to church together and worship and it says that there was favor in their midst by all and then the Lord was adding to their number daily. That's a bit of a picture of what it means to be in group time together, in community with other people. It's people in our lives that say, hey, I need you in my life because I need to nurture you as one of the purposes of the church. Some Bible teachers have summarized all these together and they call them the one another's. In fact, we, we looked at this when we launched our series, when we talked about group time and the ministry we do to one another. Look at some of these verses. We are to love one another. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Live in harmony with one another. Instruct one another. This one's hard right now. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Serve one another in love. Next slide. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Admonish one another. Spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Encourage one another. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. These are Part of the 59 one another's we read about, and you cannot do this without being connected to the body. It's the body saying, hey, you need to be connected in community because I, I want to be able to live out some of these things and mutually minister to you. That's what the body of Christ looks like when it looks around and says, where are all the hands? Where, where's all the feet right now? We need contribution to the body of Christ because we want to love one another. This fall, a, a woman in our church came to me and said, I, I got to tell you about my D group. It's just such a beautiful ministry right now. And she said, I know often we try and get into ministry where it's a lot of the same type of people. And maybe that's comfort for us. We want to be the same people. But let me tell you about my D group. I've got women, women in my group who are elderly in their lives and women in my group who are in their 20s. And when we come together... It is so beautiful, the perspective we have in God's word and applying it to our lives. We've been serving each other and encouraging and praying for one another. That's what Paul means when he says we need to be able to rejoice when others are rejoicing and mourn when some in our lives are mourning within the body of Christ. Because otherwise we go through difficult seasons like maybe some of us have and we felt lonely or we've been struggling and we're not connected to the body. And the body says, how can I care for you if you're not connected to us? So be connected that we might love you and encourage you. And another reason for us to be connected in group time is the, the reality that we all need people in our lives to push us to love Jesus. To be a Christ follower. To ask those questions like, How's your God time? I didn't see you at church on Sunday. How's your gather time? We need people in our lives that are able to ask us questions like, how is your marriage right now? How is your parenting bringing God glory right now? People in our lives that really know us and are able to help point us back on track when we've forgotten or lost purpose or or we lack focus about decisions we're making in our life to say, whoa, 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 whoa. I love you enough to correct you and remind you This is not a godly choice in your life. This is not what the life of a Christ follower looks like. And that's why when those people come along in our lives and are connected to us, we grow. Because they challenge us and encourage us and push us to love Jesus. That's why sometimes we say, group time is grow time. So let's ask that question for ourselves today as we assess. In this season right now, how is your gather time and your group time. Maybe the Lord has been stirring in you a, a deeper love for his people. I need to long to gather with the people of God. I can't be away from church for extended periods of time. God, help me long to be with your people. Maybe some of you are looking to get connected into community. We'll talk about this in a moment, but some of you have the gift of leading others to love Jesus. And maybe some of you, God is calling to say, I need you to lead in group time because I need you to help point people to Jesus. As they want to get connected, I need people there. So point number one was our role in this church is to abide in Christ. It's to connect with his body, but our role is also to share the good news. That's point three. And we call that in this church, we call that give time and go time. Let's start with give time. Give time is a resolve to steward the gifts that God's given us. Often that can be financial. That's why we collect our offering regularly at this church. Uh, During our services, it's a form of worship, the Bible says. But we're giving financially because we want God to use the funds to grow his kingdom. We don't collect offering because you have to give. We don't collect offering because it's a part of just coming to a service. We collect offering because we say, God, use this to grow your kingdom. We are giving it back to you. But it also means giving of our time, sacrificing time in our lives or our weeks to say, I want to give to that and, and be available to minister to people or to fulfill a need within the body. In 1 Peter chapter 4, we also learn that every believer has a spiritual gift to contribute to the body of Christ. Maybe you're someone who says, well, I don't really know if I have a gift. I don't, I don't think I have gifts. Well, the Bible says you have a gift if you are a follower of Jesus. And if you need help in that, on our website, there's a spiritual gifts inventory where you can fill out some questions and maybe that's helpful for you of maybe just suggesting what could be your gifts in accordance with the New Testament's lists of what gifts can be in the church. But maybe also as well, um, it can be helpful just to remember too what we had summarized in the series. We said, well, every believer, according to God's word, every believer has a gift. Our gifts are to be used to serve one another. Also, they're not to be uh, kept to ourselves. Our gifts are meant to be stewarded. We want to use them to serve one another, those, those 59 one-anothers that connected to the body. We use our gifts in the strength of God. It's not because of anything that we are or the strength that we have or we think we're all that or we've built this wealth of knowledge in our lives or life experience. God can use those things, but God gives you gifts to contribute to the body of Christ. And so that's what we believe about serving and giving of our gifts. That's what Paul meant in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But but church, the reality is we've gone through a season when giving of our time has been harder. We've been separated from one another. We haven't been able to serve maybe in ways that we used to or maybe we're still shy or timid because we're not sure what it's going to be like. Maybe some of us in this season are like that car that's been sitting for a while. And you go to the vehicle, maybe after a long, cold winter, you stick the key in the ignition, you try and turn it over, and you can hear it clicking, it's trying to turn over. And maybe in the season, you need someone to come alongside you to say, hey, I'm giving you a boost. We got to get you going again. The body needs you. In September, we had a ministry fair where out in the lobby after our services, there were opportunities to sign up for ministries where you could give of your time and and serve in ministries like Hope Kids, where we're trying to launch a a 12 o'clock service to be able to have children's programs because we had a lack of volunteers or to serve in our welcome team when people come into the parking lot and then into the building and then to find their seats and to be served by part of our team there. Or hospitality, who serves in ministries with food and during our events or, Providing coffee in the cafe. There were opportunities to sign up, and we had a good start at that. But that takes time to get people placed, and we still have a need for many of these ministries. Maybe today, God's stirring in your heart I'm that car, I gotta get going again. And today's the boost. And I gotta go out to the lobby after the service, I wanna go sign up in a ministry. Put me where you need me. Or or here's some of the gifts that I think I have. What would be a good place to serve and to give? That would be wonderful application. And then there's go time. A role for Christ followers in this place is to be thinking about how we are to spread the gospel in our lives. And we say, well, that might be an annual thought, an assessment in your life of how am I doing this? What is my resolve to spread the gospel locally and globally? For some of you, this is a daily thing in your lives. It's with your family members. It's with your neighbors. It's with your children's school. It's with your school. It's your workplace. Some of you are living this out, not annually, but daily. I'm trying to share the good news of Jesus. And that's great. But what we want to be thinking about in this church as followers of Jesus is how are we doing this? Are we even thinking about this? But here's the important thing to remember, and we stress this when we launched this series, church. Go time doesn't exist in our lives if we are not abiding in Jesus with God time. Because that's the fuel of our passion for people to know Jesus. We had a visual that we can see here, this 5G tree. And to help visualize this, we said, well, God time, it's it's like the roots of the tree. As you are planted and, and have a good foundation, are being fertilized, have water, and there's strength there, you long to be gathered in the trunk with the people of God. And those are the people that you choose to do life together and and decide, well, not only are gather time important, but I also want to be in life with them and and them contributing to fruit in my life. And then through the maybe application of that time, we say, and I, I want to use what people affirm in me as my gifts, or I have a a hunger to see Jesus' name be made known by giving of my time in ministries, And, and then ultimately the fruit in our life that comes through this, through God time and healthy root systems, is go time. I need other people in my life to know Jesus Christ as well. In fact, my life has been so transformed by time spent with God, by God invading my life and changing me, that more people need to experience this. They need to be saved by the same Savior that I have as well. And so there are times throughout the year when the church wants to come alongside and say, let's help with that. Let's help with go time opportunities. At the table this weekend, there's opportunities for us to think about go time. We have our Christmas shoe boxes with Operation Christmas Child that are in. Maybe you want to go and grab some of those boxes where you can fill them with toys. And as Samaritan's Purse sends them throughout the world, Uh, There are children who hear about the gift of Jesus at Christmas and that's why they get a similar gift as well. There's different opportunities to get connected into different ministries, serving, maybe Harvest Market where we fill a pantry of food on a regular basis to serve our community with groceries. We have different missions, partners, and and agencies throughout this world locally and globally that we partner with, people and, and places around the world. But we also here have evangelism classes to help equip our people to evangelize the gospel of Jesus. We have classes through the Hope Institute that teach us about the word of God so that we can share it and defend and declare the gospel truth in this world. So as we've been doing today, how is your give time and your go time? Are you fulfilling that role as part of this church? Maybe some of us are getting stirred today and thinking, uh, there's some areas in here that, that I want God to grow me in. Maybe for some of you, as we talked about, it's, it's so new to you that this is giving clarity and purpose in your life. Because church, practically speaking, what this means is we think about what is our role in this place? What could happen is next weekend, someone walks in the doors for the very first time And the greeters greet them and they say, hi, welcome to our church. Welcome to Hope Bible Church. And that person says, I'm new here. I'm new to church or I've been looking for a church. Tell me a little bit about your church. What does it mean to be part of Hope Bible Church? And that greeter says, first of all, it's great that you're here. You're most welcome to come and attend, be a part of what's going to take place today. But to answer your question, we believe that life is found when we abide in Jesus Christ. That's the goal we have of everyone in this place, to be a Christ follower. And we do that by abiding in him with the time we spend with our God. We do that by connecting to the body. We call that gather time and group time. We come together regularly to worship and all these things, and and just like you're here now, but we also do life together beyond just this service. We want to help each other in our lives, encourage one another, be there for each other as the body of Christ. And then God has created us all so uniquely and with gifts and purposes to contribute to the body that, that we give of our time and saying, how can I help build up others towards love and good works? And we're so passionate about Jesus that we also love reaching our world, our community, friends, family, our workplaces. We go around the world to, to go with the name of Jesus. And that person that stands at the door there says, That is so clear to me what you are all about. My life is needing purpose right now. And that that sounds like the purpose that I need. I need people. I need to be gathered together. I'm looking for someone in my life to change me. And that sounds like your God. Church, that is why we believe in the 5G life, in discipleship, in making disciples, abiding, connecting, and sharing. And when we do this together, when we commit ourselves to, to, to following through with these things, then, then look out world at what God could do with this church in this time. I want to close and, and, and pray with us that God would do more of this, but I want to Right before I pray, let me read the last paragraph we heard in that video today in our service about what the church is doing and continues to do in this world. It said that the church is a rich family history of God's faithfulness through his church. And here in our time, God's work through the church continues in missionaries teaching the illiterate to read and activists fighting to end human trafficking. He's working through scientists documentarians, nurses, lawyers, moms, writers, politicians, accountants, teachers. He's working through you and me, his church, and for his glory. And so God, we pray today that that would continue to be true with Hope Bible Church. That as we think about what our role is within this body, that there would be clarity in saying we are to be Christ followers and a Christ follower is someone who abides, connects, and shares. And so, God, use your people to bring your name glory in our love for you, in our love for your people, our family, and a love for the world. But, God, we confess that there's nothing in us that ever desires to do these things in who we are. God, we need you. We need your passion for your people. We need your passion for the world. We read in the Bible how much your heart breaks for your people, how you love them so much. And so, God, we need you to do this in us that we might bring this message to the world. And God, would you use this place to change lives, to bring glory to you in ways that we could never even pray or even imagine? Because, God, nothing is impossible for you. So, Father, we thank you for your word and the gather people together. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.